Thank you for the chaver that, sp- that sponsored the, the ochel for this morning. She gave us a lot of koch to learn strong. I also want to welcome back. Where's Reb? Here's Reb David. Reb David is back from Rabbeinu HaKadosh, from Oman. Baruch Hashem, you're back. We missed you, but we know you were a shliach for us. And Reb Chaim that's back also. It's a great, great schos. Please have in mind all the names we've been saying lately for Refua Shlema. Continue davening for Yehudit Batsara. Should have a complete, complete Refua. Um, I was very, my heart was cracked, like mamish wide open last night by uh, a memorial that I was at in memory of, the truth is, in memory of the Zivug who this shul is named after. 
This shul is named after a zivug, two people called Shira and David. Right? Shira David is Shira and David. Shira and David Abramson. Harpo. Harpo and his wife. Ten years ago, I think yesterday, Nebuch, Shira, was killed in a car accident on the... On the, on the what's that? Shira was killed in the car accident on the Kvish Yerushalayim Tkoa. Um, if you'll see, when you drive on the, on the road from Yerushalayim to Tkoa, the first, um, the first kikar, once you get up on top over there, his son, one of his sons, Yehuda, proposed to his wife, Karen, who I'm actually kind of related to through my brother-in-law, Hanekman, um, and he proposed her right there where she was killed at that kikar, and he called it Shirat, the kikar is called Shirat David, actually. It's very uh, emotional. Two years prior to that, I, I try to speak about this every year, first night Yantiv. Um, the night before Sukkot, Harpo uh, had a heart attack and, and was nifter. And uh, Hashem, I was very, very close to Harpo. He was my chevrusa. We learned Mishnah Torah together. We learned Rambam together for a while. It was very much beyond me. And I, and I said something last night at this memorial that struck me while they were showing video clips of him. And, and uh, you, you all know him well. You know basically this song of his. You know a lot of his songs because I sing it. I sing it like uh, my favorite song of his is. Um, I told him once that when I learned it, that uh, he wrote it for me because it's the Birkas Kohanim. <laughs> guitar riff that I heard in a Jewish song and I was so uh, I don't know, disappointed when he then revealed to me that he basically completely stole it from uh, Crosby, Stills and Nash If you smile at me I will understand It's the same thing of wooden ships, but it doesn't matter But you all know That's Harpo famous songs of the last uh, two decades, I think, at least. And I think that till Mashiach comes, that's going to be Avat Yisrael Baneshama. So I was thinking about this last night, that when I met him, I was 15, I thought he was the coolest chassid I ever met in my life. But as I got to know him a little bit, like at a young age, like 16, 17, 18, I started spending more time with him, uh, I realized he's actually one of the most serious chassidim. He was mamish a chassid. And I... I, I got a lot from him, like the, the roots of like taking on chassidus, that it's a serious thing. It's mamash, an avoda, it's a serious thing. It's not just, you know, let's have fun, b'chulein. It's an avoda. I got that from him. So I want to dedicate the, the learning this morning, le'ilui nishmata ve'le'ilui nishmato, to both of them. And they should be melitze yosheran for us. You know, they had a sign when you walked into their house. The sign was, elu abrachot she'omrim, the list of the brachas you say when Mashiach comes on the door of their house. Like you hear all the stories, the Chofetz Chaim had a suitcase ready, you know all these stories. There are Yidin that are still alive in our door that lived with that 
with that, you know, with that consciousness, Alvayi should come down to us as well, this consciousness and this Sipiyali, the Yeshua as a real and active thing in our lives. It should be in there, Zchus, of Shira and David Abramson. All right, so we'll open up, please, page Ein. We're going to finish this, this gorgeous parak today. Maybe we won't, actually. Um, maybe we will, maybe we won't. We're finish this, we'll try to finish this gorgeous parak today. It's just three stories to finish the parak. And, you know, this is something that I'm sure many of us have discussed. You've discussed it with other people. Not just in Efrat. They love to call it an Ef, you know, Efrat youth. It's everywhere youth. Where parents are wondering, how do I get my kids into Shabbos? My kids aren't into Shabbos. I've been, I, this, is a, this is basically, so you know this already. You probably get it also. I, I get Kimat every Kimat every week. That's like the main thing. The main thing is, my kids aren't into Shabbos. Uh, how, how do I how do I get them into Shabbos? My first question is always, are you into Shabbos? Obviously. Uh, what's your Shabbos table like? Talking about your kids as well. Let's love your kids for a second. Are you into Shabbos? So I got a lot of chizuk. I got a lot of chizuk on Rosh Hashanah second day. Someone came up to me uh, before Mincha while David Yeshua Ornstein was uh, was. And some guy came that I shared it with some of the chevra. He said, I get what you guys are here. You're, you're a bunch of balabatim who get excited like yeshiva bachers. <laughs> that's what she had to do. I said, wow, mission statement. That's like, the per- that's like such a perfect, you're a bunch of balabatim that get excited like yeshiva bachers. My, uh, my friends from, my Haredi friends say that we're, we're flipping out. <laughs> At this age. Yeah. Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. Halavai. So I think that uh, with that in mind, I want us to look at today because today Rabbi Yaakov Meir Shechter is going to help us. How do, how, do you, how do you talk to your children about Shabbos? How do you talk to anyone about Shabbos? And how, how do you talk to that Nakuda in us, Khalila, or other people that's like, that's not there, that, that wishes they felt it. That's what we've been talking about, wishing we could feel it. What do you do when you can't feel it? But how do you talk to someone that's, you see, it's just, it's not working. How do you talk? And we have to have a new, it's a new year. It's a new way of speaking about Shabbos. It's a new way of living Shabbos. It's the first Shabbos of the year. We had a, we had a, a, a Gevaldik Shir yesterday with the women on, on, on Reb Tzadok, on Shabbos Shuvah. We were speaking about Reb Tzadok's approach to what is this Shabbos all about. So it's in the air to take advantage of it, to take advantage of it big time. So go on to Daf Ayn, the left column. You're so worried about overcoming the Yetzer. That's a beautiful thing to have your whole, your whole uh, Yiddish guide to be so makbed on Sur Mirah. Rav Kluger once taught us, the Chiddush of Baal Shem Tov was, okay, Sur Mirah sometimes when I get so stuck into Sur Mirah, into making sure that I'm just refraining from doing bad, what ends up happening? I never get to the Asetov. I just think, like, until I figured out Sur Merah, who, who, who figures out Sur Merah? So just speaking about what you shouldn't do will never get you to the place of thinking about how good it is what I actually do do. So he says like this, you have to be makir b'chashivus asiyos v'edvarim shebekdusha. When you do a mitzvah, think about it. Invite the consciousness of right now I'm doing something holy. That's why by Hasidim, every, every other bracha is L'shem Yichud, Hareini Mekabel, Hareini Mezamen. 
What does it mean, Hareini? Here I am doing this. Why? Because how many times do we rattle off brachas? How many times did you guys say the word you this morning while you were talking to God? Be'erech. Huh? 40? 40, 50? Probably about between 40 and 50 times this morning we said the word you to God. What Rashimu does that have on me? If, if I was conscious of every time I said you to Hashem, I would have such a simcha and focus on the Tvarim Shebekdusha that I do. You know what would end up happening? The Sur Meirah would be, would be much easier. It'd be so much easier. And that's, that's in one, in a nutshell, this is how we've seen by some of the tzaddikim, they've explained the whole Chiddush of the Baal Shem Tov coming from that way. Saying, it's, we've seen Yiddishkeit for hundreds of years, those that are going to pound out the Sumerah, they get stuck. And even if they become clean, holy tzaddikim, they never had a Rishimu, they never had an impression of Dva'asetov. And then what ends up happening? Next generation have no interest in a Yiddishkeit like that. Nothing's changed. It's the same situation today too. Same exact thing. Ubechach, fourth line, you have to think about, now don't let it get to you so much on a gaiva level, but understand something. The fact that you chose to come to Davin this morning, you Davin in a minion, you said, you said, you put on tefillin, you put on talis, you just said brachas on food, you're learning Torah, get ready for Shabbos. We always talk about, oh, the greatest thing a parent could have is they have nachas. Stop for a second. Acknowledge your Fridays have become nachas givers to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Think about that. But it's not just Fridays. This should be like this every single day that you don't just do the right thing. You think about the fact that you're doing the right thing. You spend a little bit more than just running to the next thing. You think about it. You invite that consciousness into your, into your life. You're doing the right thing. You're giving nachas to Hashem. The Sipirli, so Rav Yaakov Meir says something beautiful now. The Sipirli Adam Echad Kipam Achas Nisar Chavavesa B'Shabes Isha Bala Semuna. He said one time a, a person came to him and said he was hosting a woman that had Emuna. Ela Shekharbemi Bnei Doreinu Lo Zachta Ladat Ad Kama Yekara Yechashivut. But like many in our generation, she didn't merit to know how precious and valuable and important it is whenever you overcome an Avera. They never thought about that. Like I told you once, I'd had, I have a, a good friend that gave me, he told me once something so amazing. He doesn't even know how much of Hashpa I had on me. That every time that he knows he can look at a beautiful woman and he doesn't, his wife becomes more beautiful to him. Pashat. Every time we refrain from doing something that we, don't ha- we shouldn't be doing, what we can do becomes a million times more precious and valuable in our eyes. Consciousness. Pashut it's, 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 it's the It's the footsteps, it's the yesod of everything. This woman, she had emuna. But she didn't know how valuable it was, if it made any difference, really the fact that you overcome an obstacle. And how important it is in Shamaim, every Asay Tov that you do. Look, I mean, I just showed you that you guys said the word you to Hashem 50 times. And 
it, it's not your fault. This is just the way we're programmed. It's part of the program. It's the Yitzhahara getting us so good. We said the word you to Hashem 50 times this morning. We blessed you. What should that do to us? What could that do to us? The Yitzhahara doesn't want us to be aware of the fact that we're giving Hashem nachas. Pashat. He doesn't want us to have any, any sense of giving nachas. Because more or less, living a life of conscious Yiddishkeit, acknowledging that I'm giving nachas to Hashem, game over, other side. Let me run to the next daf, let me run to the next shir. We're not even talking about bad things, talking about good things. Let me run to the next thing I have to mashlim. So this woman comes to this person's house, Pala Samuna, but it's a yid, a yid that doesn't really, she never thought about the fact that when I do ben tov, it has, it, it does something. It has a rishimu. Ulefi re'us e'nea, we're about eight lines from the bottom. Chashva sheporek ol chay chayim meusharim yoter. Umabetza bechaye yahadut rechman al-itzlan. She came to the conclusion that said, you know, since she doesn't really think about how much satisfaction she, she's giving Hashem, or that she has, when she refrains from something bad, she looked at the Poyrek Olnikim, that means Chavra that was said, the beach on Shabbos morning is much more menucha than going to shul. I once had a, a shayla, I couldn't believe this, it was something so, someone so serious, someone said to me, listen, I know Hashem wants Oynik Shabbos, and I know that where I live, it was a college campus, there's nothing around me that gives me any Onik Shabbos, but I know that if I program, it was, you could see how many years ago it was, if I program my VCR somehow to go on, uh, I wonder if any chevra in here don't even know what a VCR is. Ben? You know what a v- You don't know? Unbelievable. <laughs> Shouldn't ask those questions, it makes me feel old. I'm trying to do something cute and I feel so old when I do that. So he said, I know, she said to me, I know if I program before Shabbos a, a VHS, <laughs> right? We're getting very technical here. A VHS cassette, a video cassette, into the machshir, into the VCR, I know that if I programmed to watch a certain movie that my father would watch with me when I was a little girl and I felt so protected and loved, and that's what I did on Friday night instead of what everyone else here is doing, I won't be Michal Shabbos at all because I'll program it exactly right. There's no, she said to me, there's no Marius Ayn because I live alone, I have my own dorm, and I'll keep it on very low, but it'll bring me a place of oneg, of safety, right? What's wrong with that? Obviously, there's 500 million things wrong with that, but it's also the holiest shayla in the world of a person that wants to taste Onik Shabbos. And I said to her, I was, this was like 20 years ago, I said, I have no idea how much you touched my heart. She thought I was kidding. I was like, no, I'm being serious. Onik Shabbos, the safety of Shabbos, this, this place of, you look at everyone else, they're done. Friday night college campuses, come on, please, right? So this woman, she had emuna, but she never gave any chashivas to the good stuff that she did. So at a certain point, she came to the conclusion in her life, I'm done with this. She came to someone's house for Shabbos. Now look what happens here. She said, you know, it's Friday night. It was a great meal. Thank you. I'm going to go out to the porch. <laughs> talking about Harpo. I'm going to go out to the porch for a cigarette. Right? Even when she was told, it's Asur. She said, listen, you do what you got to do. I got to have a shmef right now. I got to have a smoke right now. 
I can't overcome this. The person that came and told me the story that happened to him in his house, he said he had tremendous siyad dishmaya and he told the woman the following. And I want you to think of this whenever you need to talk to your children, other people's children, or to yourself. Think of the way that he approached this. This is Givat. He brings a parable. He said to her like this, He said to her, I want you to imagine that right now you're in a room and with you is only Hashem and there's no one else in the room with it, besides you guys. And Hashem is coming to her and saying, can I please have the cigarette that you have? And she only has one cigarette. What are you going to do? The question is, are you going to say, sure Hashem, you can have this cigarette? Or would you say, listen, I'm sorry, I love you, it's, but it's my last smoke, and, you know, I, I'm going to keep it by me. So she said, This woman, who inside, she had emuna. And it's amazing that this story keeps on reminding us, this woman that wanted to smoke on Friday night, this is a woman that had emuna. Also, I got a lot of chizuk from Rav Tzaidi's beautiful Divrei Torah that he gave between Mincha and Marav on the second day, where he basically was screaming, in the name of uh, basically every single one he quoted, between Rav Kook, the Rambam, Baal Shem, everyone, that everyone is going to do tshuva one day. Everyone is going to. Why? Because everyone is a ma'amin, ben ma'amin inside. So this woman, who was a ma'amina, she said like this, she answered, ve'amra behitrakshut, and she said with, with hitrakshut, with uh, emotion, ki bevaday tevater al ta'avata, betiten le'ashemit barach gam et ha'sigariya achrona she'yeshla. He said, of course, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to let go of my taiva and I'm going to give to Hashem this last cigarette that I have. Amar ha'me'areach, her host said to her like this, Shagam ka'et b'shabes kodesh zu, k'shechefza le'ashem rachman al-itzlan, v'ashem itbarach hu zeh shemona mikach, harei zeh ki'idu mevakesh mimena sigari hazeh, u'bazeh shelo te'ashem oto, ad l'achar ha'shabat, machmas mitzvah sabor le'boruchu, so he said to her like this, listen, my, 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 my dear guest, right now in Shabbos Kodesh, I know you want to smoke right now, and Hashem is the one that's preventing you from smoking. Why? Because what does it say in the Torah? That's it. Hashem is the one that's preventing you from smoking right now. So he says, it's as if Hashem is saying, can I have that cigarette instead of you? Just the way you, it's just the way you, you frame it. It's just the way you, you know, Yiddishkeit, it's packaging. Rabbi Shlomo used to say, God has the worst PR in the world. <laughs> Yiddishkeit has like, the, still a few years, they have the worst PR in the world. It's just a matter of how you frame it, and how you approach it, how you present it. So he says to her, the fact that but you, if you don't smoke right now till after Shabbos, <clears throat> I know doctors, 
he said. I know where you're going, but let's just start with not smoking on Shabbos. Then we'll get to not smoking at all. So he says, by you not smoking this till after Shabbos, because Hashem said you shouldn't, you have to imagine it that really you're giving Hashem the cigarette. He's saying here. You're giving it to Hashem. Umadua ka'et lo titen lo etamatanazot. So why don't you just give Hashem this gift right now? Diburim elu nichnesu v'nitkablu b'mocha. This type of talking, it entered into her head, into her heart. Ubaruch Hashem itzlicha litgaber retzona lachalalat ha-Shabbat. And she was privileged to overcome this ratzon to be mechal ha-Shabbat. Now, there's a hanachat yesod over here. That's a hanachat yesod. How do you say that in English? You say hanachat yesod. Ah? There's a fundamental assumption that without having this fundamental assumption, not, it's not that it won't work. You won't know how to talk to someone like that. When you look at a Jew, you have to believe they want to do the Ratzon of Hashem right now. Simple. Every Yid, they want to do the Ratzon of Hashem right now. Why? Because they have a piece of Hashem in them. They have a chilek, they are a chilek, eloka, nima'al, mamash. They want to do this. If you don't believe they want to do this, that they want to actually do the right thing, no vort, no scaring, no fear, no nothing in the world. No happy simchadika minion will, will turn that on. Unless you believe that inside, they want to keep Shabbos, they want to do what Hashem wants of them to do. But it's all a matter of the packaging. It's all a matter of the packaging. And... Listen, to, to each kid, to each person, to each adult, you have to kind of, you know, readjust this mushroom. Because it, it won't work exactly, exactly, you know, for each person the same way. But if you don't believe, deep down inside, that when they, if, that they want to obey the commandment of Lotevaru Eish, Bechol Moshvotechem Beyom HaShabbat. No, not, not to light, a, not to start a fire in anywhere, any, any places of your dwellings on Shabbos. It's like this with every one of the mitzvahs, but Shabbos is the Os. So therefore, it's, it's an important Indian for us on this first Shabbos of the year. It, it's already late, I'm sorry, I, I, have to, I have to stop now. It's already late. It's a very important Yesod in the first Shabbos of the year, of the Kabbalah of Shabbos that we're going into right now, that we have to beg Hashem whether we have to do this Lemaisa now in life or we'll have to do it in five years from now. We chose to bring children into a world that's Meshuggah Legamre. And, I'm going to say something a little bit kharif. We chose to raise our children here. Be achrai. Be responsible. Not here because here is different than everywhere else. It's not. It's actually not. That's the satan that comes and tries to mess around with the name of, of our holy Yeshuv. It's, it's the door. It's the generation. It's the generation that has no idea how to, how to, bless you, to take out from in here to the outside of what they're feeling inside and they're looking for people. And Rav Kook wrote to his son, Rav Tzvi Yehuda Kook, I've told you this so many times. <clears throat> he wrote him in a letter, he said, you're going to meet a lot of people that seems like they're not into Yiddishkeit, but it's only because they're waiting for a, for a Baal Shem Tov to come and talk to them about God. And, you know, many, and that's why our game has to just be up our own experience of all these inyanim for our children's sake. Whatever worked, our last door, no chance it's going to work for this door. En sikui. 
It doesn't, none of it. it not, mamash, none of the way of how you explain to someone today, it's, it's a different language, and the language keeps on changing, keeps on progressing. Don't be so scared. Hashem believes in us. If He didn't believe in us to figure out what the language is in this door, He wouldn't give us holy children. He wouldn't say, hey, I'm going to give you children, but you don't have a chance of turning them on to Shabbos because the world is too frightening. Okay, well, uh, that, that's, that's, that's blasphemy. It's mamish blasphemy. So obviously, you know, this stuff I'm saying, it's dvarim shebechol yom. It's dvarim shebechol, bechol yom, bechol yitzvah, bechol shah. I was very, you know, moved yesterday. Someone, on Yantiv, we said something of it like this. The second day of Yantiv, we were focusing more on the word Malkenu or Avinu. Let's see who was awake during the drasha. Avinu. So Avinu. We're focusing more on the Avinu aspect. You know, a Melech, when he sees someone going off, he says, they're out. And Abba sees a child going off. A real Abba says, I didn't give over to them proper enough. So in this first Shabbos of the year, we become Achraim. And taking taking a chrayas, you know, these days, literally means with bechol lev, bechol nefesh, unless you are reminding me all the time what a schus it is to bring you moments of nachas, and that becomes the way that I serve Hashem, then enli sikui. A a beautiful yid called me, a a broken yid, nebuch, divorced, about tshuva. His divorce doesn't live here. Maybe he's going to move to the community one day. And, uh, when they got divorced, he stayed in Yiddishkeit, and his ex, usually I say not so much, not so very much, okay? Bunch of kids, what are they going to do? The kids, are, the kids are asking me, all driving me crazy, I want my phone on Shabbos. Why are you, Abba, why are you telling me I can't have my phone? Why are you punishing me? Why are you punishing me? What am I supposed to do, he calls me. I said to him, well, first of all, why in the world do you think I know what you should do? That's Olive. Which is what I feel like saying half the time. Like, why in the world do you actually think that I know what to tell you? Right? But I don't say that. And I <laughs> there's a vote to do. Bayes is that he says to me like this. I say to him like this. Bayes is that he said. I, I, I say to him, listen. The moment when you're with your children, when they're by you and they're not by their mom, what do they see? What type of a Jew do they see? I'm trying to tell him about Shabbos and the importance of it. It's like, drop it. What do they see when they see their father putting on tefillin? Are you happy or are you sad? What do you look like when you're engaging in Avodat Hashem? Literally, what do you look like? What do you look like? He says, I look like the saddest. And then he said another word, which I'm not going to say. <coughs> I say, I look like the most nebuch of all nebuchs. Even for me, it's almost impossible these days. I was like, so brother, Mata would say, what do you want? What do you want? So this avoda, this is a pnimi, this is a thing that is going through thick and thin through all of our, all of our avoda, the whole way we approach Yiddishkeit. I just hope that, that we have enough guts to take our time with the consciousness of the nachas moments we're giving the Rebona Shleimam. And progress from there. Every single tefillah, just stop for a second and say, I just said the word you 50 times. What is that going to do to my day today? I'm going to go back home. I'm going to have hachanot for Shabbat. Give me a lot of preparations for Shabbos. It can get me really stressed. Or my children can see me with a smile on a Friday afternoon 
and I gave them more Yiddishkeit with having a smile on a Friday afternoon than 30 30 Siyu uh, Mishnayas that I forced my kid to do because that's what good Jewish kids do. This is the door. And we're up for the challenge. We are up for this challenge. Baruch Hashem, we're up for it. This is our Tzivus Hashem. This is our Indian. This is our, 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 uh, this is our, our, our whole focus for the year. And we should do it with simcha and with confidence, with bitachon, that this is something we're up for. Dibuk chaverim, hiskaskus chaverim, sichas chaverim, all the good things that Hashem has given us to take advantage of it. So Be'ezer Hashem, when someone comes to our house one Friday night and they say, I want to go for a smoke, don't start going right away to the whole thing. Oh, I don't want to make someone feel uncomfortable like many of us do. Just let, you know, let live. And what's, the, what's the language? Let live and let live. Right. You know, it's such a, it's such an, that's such a sneaky comment. Right? It's such a sneaky statement. Because how does the liberal world take that comment? Live and let live. As if their life is called living. A yid says live and let live. I'm going to give you a chance to really feel alive. So I'm going to sprinkle on you some asetov energy that you have inside of you, and I'm going to let you really live. I'm going to let you really live. So live and let live. We'll do a tikkun for that, for that, for that statement. Bezrat Hashem. And have ourselves a Shabbos like we never had before in our lives. Shabbos, Shukayach, everyone.